It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to Monday.com. Wow. Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST. Code ACAST. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. Plush Care accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Content warning. The Adventures in Hellworld podcast talks in depth about QAnon, which means we have to talk about all kinds of child abuse and violence against people. Listener discretion advised. Hello, everybody. I am Mike Rains, a.k.a. Poker and Politics, and welcome to another episode of Adventures in Hellworld. I am joined, as always, by Sarge. Hello from the very depressing internet. And the mysterious L. Yeah, hello, my beautiful babies. Uh, no, no funny voice this week. It's hard to do funny voice this week. Yeah. Jeez. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah uh, so yeah, this week um, has been uh, a bummer is the easiest way to describe it. But uh, I think this would be a good time to sort of start off in uh, the amuse-bouche and try to find some lighter, fluffier, sillier stuff to talk about before we have to get into like the misery of the, of the week. So yeah, I, I think for like the second week in a row, I have to do d- double content warning. It's like, Hey, we're, we're not, we're not, fu- we're not fucking around here. People. We are going to have to talk about the massacre that happened, which means that we are going to have to talk about child death and we're not going to try to make fun of any of that because that sucks. Uh, we're just going to be talking about dumb QAnon idiots and other Republicans and talking about how much we hate them and how stupid they are and try to laugh at them. But uh, just another another one up top. Like, if you haven't been living under a rock and you happen to live in the United States and probably across the world, you know about the horrible massacre. And, of course, QAnon has dumb shit to say about that, and we are obligated to discuss that notion. So uh, if that's not for you, just do not listen to this episode. We will not hold it against you. Like, this week yeah. sucks, and we're going to try to power through and be as funny as we can, given the circumstances. 
<laughs> yeah, pr- that's pretty much it. I mean, yeah, exactly. So now we can uh, now we can roll on into the amuse bouche because uh, if we're going to try to keep it light and fluffy and try to think of something that's uh, that, that's a real gut buster, it's hard. It's hard to imagine anything funnier to talk about to start than uh, our boy Elon Musk's penis. That's right, the SpaceX rocket itself. Uh, if if you see it, it is apparently a, a horror show because he expects you to be able to ID it in a lineup immediately. Uh, as is the case with when he decided to expose it to somebody that didn't want to see it, and uh, she uh apparently has now been uh, uh put under the gun by Eli to just be like, oh yeah, well I saw that Chappelle show sketch about Michael Jackson from twenty years ago. If you if you've really seen my penis, why don't you describe it? Uh, my, Mike, am I am I missing anything from this from this story? Why don't you why don't you color it a little bit for us? The, uh, the the yeah no the timing of it, it by a lot of people is considered suspicious because Elon just before all this broke he was like I'm gonna vote Republican and everyone's like we don't care and he goes and that means they're coming after me now and it's like no one additionally is coming after you that hadn't been already and then it came out that he paid hush money to a woman that he uh, flashed his penis to. And it's like, oh, you were trying to get out ahead of this. Uh, but yes, he also was just like, if you've seen my penis, you could describe it. There, It has a very distinguishing mark. So describe that. Prove that you've seen my penis. And it's like, that's not how this works. My, nope. my penis. My, my penis. <laughs> my penis looks like the uh, the Phantom of the Opera. Yeah, it's got a little half mask on it. Yeah, (laughs) yeah, and yeah. Basically, everyone was like, "That's not how this works. That's not how any of this works." The timing of Elon just saying that this woman needs to, if she's seen his penis, she can describe the very distinct thing that is only going on with his penis. Yeah. Um, not only is it disgusting, but the timing is quite suspicious and uh, not surprising anyone. The Twitter, Elon buying Twitter is almost certainly not happening at this point, just because he keeps backpedaling. And uh, well, when, when he makes it, uh, when he makes it the ultimate free speech platform, he uh, can post pictures of the Phantom of the Penis, and uh, <laughs> we'll, we'll all be able to describe what a freak show it is. This is a new promise to you. If we make enough money to do this full time, we will commission artists nope. to draw Elon Musk's nope. monstrous nope. penis. Hard that's, pass. Nope. That's not happening. That's never. That's Sarge, I, I mean, I like that. Uh, I like Sarge's energy. Sarge is really getting in there today already in the show, and you love to see it. That's not sarcasm. But at the same time, no, we will we will not commission artwork of anybody's penis. If if you want to make uh, artwork about Elon's Phantom of the Opera style penis, that's on you. But we're not commissioning it. We're not specifically asking for it. Fine, We're just my coward co-hosts it. will not do it. I, Sarge, if we get enough money to do this full time, <laughs> will commission uh, an artistic rendition of Elon's monster penis. When we yep. become rich, Sarge will Sarge will pay you one thousand dollars, no question asked, for any picture of Elon Musk's penis artistically rendered in any fashion. That's not what I said. I would commission. That's exactly that. what you said. One thousand United States dollars of his penis. For the Phantom of the Penis, rendered however you'd like, straight from wearing a funny mask. 
I, I want a top hat and a, and a, and a, and a monocle. I want uh, I want it to be a jaunty. You want it to be the gent. Monopoly Man or yeah, Mr. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Mr. Moneybags, Mr. Elon's bags, Mr. Peanut. <laughs> yes, all, all of these things. More like Mr. Uh, Peanuts, am I right? Yay! Oh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, oh, get the, the laughs in now. The the other thing I was going to bring up is that apparently this. Um, deal that Elon was trying to make with this woman was that he was going to buy her a horse in exchange for a hand job. So that was uh, apparently the deal that was on the table before he uh, revealed himself to her. So that was um, a very, uh, very odd uh, offer, I would have to say. I mean, if I was some weirdo billionaire lunatic who wanted sexual favors, I would just kind of, you know, offer money. But Elon was like, hey, lady, uh, would you like a pony? If so, uh, unzips. And it was just like, what, what is this? You, you learn no deal? Like, Yeah, the, I, I have so many questions offered up. A- Pony for a HJ? Like what is and that? Then after, and then after it all went down, didn't didn't he didn't he give her two hundred and fifty thousand dollars to not mention it or whatever? Didn't she get paid off or am I am I misremembering yes, that? That's exactly right. That that is the number reported, yeah. Okay, yeah. so that, so I mean like I guess technically the way our law works is that, that is not an admission of guilt, but also the way that like reality works. You don't pay $250,000 for people to not mention a thing that didn't happen. Like, you're just like, ah, yes, it is my flight attendant for the day. Here's your $250,000 to prevent you from claiming that I exposed myself to you, which I did not. Because if I did, you would be able to describe my grotesque penis, which you cannot. <laughs> exactly. I mean, that, that's kind of the the trap Trump fell in with Stormy Daniels and the, the hush money he paid her. Like, she signed an NDA, but to prove that she broke the NDA he would have to admit to everything she said he did and uh, really kind of had him over the barrel there. Now I can't stop picturing Elon sitting on a plane, but like there's a little organ at crotch level. (laughs) 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 Haunting music coming from it. Like flight attendants like walk in and it's just like he's like shrouded in in darkness and he just like, he he casually looks over his shoulder and just looks like regular Elon Musk and she's just like, oh, thank God. I thought something weird was going to happen. And then he turns his pelvis and, oh God! Oh! (laughs) (laughs) What is wrong is both monstrous and wears a mask. That that's what he was getting at. He wanted. I feel like if it, I feel like if it's a distinct like feature was that it was just massive. Like was you know I I feel like Elon would be proud to say like he'd be like yeah this SpaceX isn't the only rocket I'm working with if you know what I'm saying. Like he would probably be. I feel like we would know if Elon Musk had a big hog. Uh, but I the the fact that he's just like oh. It's it's pretty distinct. You you'd be able to describe it in a lineup. You'd be able you'd be able to point it out in a photo lineup immediately. <laughs> yeah, it's it's the one that looks like the Toxic Avengers dick. Like it's really bad. <laughs> oh my god! But, yeah, but he, now uh, now he's uh but now that now that he has gone full Republican, maybe maybe his wretched looking penis will join Dark Maga. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Dark MAGA. God, he... So, Madison Cawthorn, when he got fully owned and destroyed and will not be joining us uh, again in the political theater, uh, said that Dark MAGA was coming for everyone, and um, everyone was just like, 
what the fuck is that? And but he had to know that that would get all the the smooth brain QAnon people going. And Mike, you were telling us beforehand that indeed has. Oh, uh, QAnon is obsessed with uh, dark MAGA and ultra MAGA, which I believe is a term Joe Biden used to describe the crazy right wing tilt that's been happening. Um, all the major QAnon uh, promoters have rebranded themselves in one way or another to indicate their uh, fanatical devotion to this nonsense. Um, the major, uh, like, a Telegram uh, account called We the Media is now We the Ultra Media. Uh, Pepe Lives Matter is now Ultra Pepe Lives Matter. They love it. They just love the idea that we're even more hardcore than we were a week ago. We've we've dialed up the QAnon. We've dialed up the MAGA to levels before not even imagined. This isn't even our final form. I mean, they. This is the kind of dumb shit they live for to just like. To see themselves as even Dark bigger edge, yeah. so lame. They're even bigger edge lords than they were a minute ago. Because now, now we're dark. Now we're ultra. We're even more hardcore. You can't handle how true we are. It's so, it's so extreme. It's so dark. It's just and uh, so and like apparently, like Cawthorn posted the the dark mega uh, as part of like sort of a threat right he's just like oh the, the, like they got me they took me down a peg but i'm gonna come back and now dark maga is gonna run wild all over you and didn't he also get in some anti-semitic jab in there did, did he, is it that the thing was that the thing where he posted something about gentile politics or whatever yeah, oh, yeah. i did so, not see that that what? Yeah, yeah the time of gentile politics is over like he's got it we're, we're gonna have to uh we're gonna have to get moving. Yeah, uh, the time for gentile oh, politics—the yeah, time for gentile politics, as usual, has come to an end. Which uh, okay, and then it's, he said it's time for the rise of the new right. It's time for dark maga to fully take command. We have an enemy to defeat, but we will never be able to defeat them until we defeat the cowardly and weak members of our own party. Their days are numbered. We are coming. So to put that thing about Gentile politics right in front of that is like, oh, my God. Uh, he also uh, referenced the Uniparty, which is uh, bullshit. Like, uh, basically, the far left and the far right both believe in the idea that the Democrats and Republicans are working arm in arm and that it is, there are no two parties. There's only the Uniparty. And um, he also uh, used the phrase America first for himself, which is, again, a hard right, alt-right uh, bullshit uh, label. Oh, so he's gone with. extra double mask off. I, I yeah. missed the 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 anti-Semitic jabs. I just saw that uh, everyone who took down Cawthorn said they were coming for Bobert next, which we were pumping the fist about. Yeah, I have yet to see. I mean, I want, I got, I mean, given how shitty a person she is and given how terrible her husband is, if uh, like the establishment, if the people who are angry about the coke filled orgies and doing the key bumps, if those people were going after Bobert, I, they have to have uh, a document dump of some kind they could hit her with. I would have to believe because, uh, again, uh, if, if people don't know, Lauren Bobert's husband uh, exposed himself to a bunch of uh, teenagers and he's uh, a weirdo freak. And Prove she's it. Describe my penis. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God, everyone. Now all I can think about is um, 
when the U- Ukraine, when the Ukraine war uh, started, uh, that was one of QAnon's biggest things to piss and moan about was that Zelensky did a bit when he was a stand-up comic where he would play a piano with his penis. And now I'm just thinking of Elon stealing that bit from him. Only it's the organ and the Phantom of the Opera instead of uh, a piano. So I know we're ta- I know we're supposed to be talking about Dark Maga, but I forgot to bring it up. You know, you know who you know who must really be uh, a trooper is Grimes. Because she she willingly she was the the one courting the the phantom of the opera peen. She 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 was she was the one being uh, being ferried uh, through the underwater catacombs underneath the opera house or whatever by the penis. making making children with it, giving them yeah. weird transformer names. Yes, yeah, I, I like how she went back to that. Well, that's got it. I mean, it's just like how are people out there still supporting her? I don't care how good her music is she's she's willingly siring children by elon musk like fuck off you don't get supported anymore yeah you, you've made your, your you've made your priorities very clear you're just like I, i'm going to let the richest man in the world impregnate me despite the fact that he is a tremendous douchebag and it's just like okay well then guess what i'm not, i don't care how good your music is i'm not listening to it fuck you yeah, she's she she's made her decision. Uh, so yeah, and, and my and I I love that I I love that he that Elon had that relationship with Grimes. I love everything about Elon is so antithetical to what QAnon believes in, and yet he's their new daddy. Yeah, I love that, he I love has that, to like, be pedophile prime in chief to them, or he would have been. Yeah, if, if he yeah, if, he, if like Q said he was a bad guy, Q literally said that he was releasing uh, stuff about. Uh, aliens in order to in UFOs to distract us from the truth. Uh, he oh, has is photo. He's that. been fo- he's been photoed with uh, Ghislaine Maxwell. He uh, makes electric cars that are woke and bad and awful. Uh, yeah. His baby, his baby mama is Grimes, who is obviously an, Illum- an Illuminati deep state shill because you can't be a musician and not be one. And especially uh, if you're a woman. Oh, of course, one hundred percent. Oh my God! If you're a woman, the only the only way a woman can get ahead in this world is by being uh, is by eating babies and worshiping Moloch. Am I right, gents? Am I right? Or by and, or by having a penis, which of course means that you can't possibly be a woman. Oh, oh all of that, all of that. And uh, lastly, but not least, uh, what do they hate more than anything else? Uh, microchips being installed in people is the mark of the beast. And boy, howdy, no one tell them about Neuralink. Know them and tell them about Elon's dream for that shit. Like everything in that guy's life is super Illuminati deep state. But nope, he said he was going to buy Twitter and turn it into a 4chan cesspool. So he's a good guy. Elon's one of us. He's he's on our team. He it, makes cool rocket ships. Like that's all that matters. A I lot guess. of QAnon is like got the flat Earth bullshit working. So Elon's lying about space. Also, I mean, all of it. I mean, there's no it, it nothing in his life. Yeah, nothing in his life comports itself to QAnon worship, other than the fact that he was just like, "I'm going to give you back your Twitter accounts and let you say the N word whenever you want on Twitter because I'm a monster and an idiot." So, I mean, it's like that—that's it. You're going to let me be openly racist? Oh, please, chip, put a chip in my brain, Elon Daddy. I mean, just whatever. That is basically where the. I mean, they they love Vladimir Putin too. Like it's baffling. 
Oh, they love, well, they just love a strong dude who's going to just like, a strong white dude who's going to beat the shit out of everyone. That's, that's all they want. I love, I, I saw, I, I think it was Dinesh, but like someone said something to the effect of like, oh, Biden's projecting the corruption of his elections upon Putin. And it's like, oh, so you're saying Putin won a free and fair election in Russia? Is that what we're talking about now? That the, the people of Russia actually get to go to the polls and vote and have it counted and it's a real yeah. thing? And Putin's totally legitimate president? Right. Okay, buddy. You're the greatest well i'm God, glad that i managed people. to get us talking about elon again and uh and, and not madison cawthorn because it's not cool for us to be ganging up on white supremacists white supremacists <laughs> according according to marjorie taylor green uh we should stop bullying white supremacists because uh something something it shouldn't be about skin color and something something racism against whites and something something great replacement theory so uh <laughs> in, in our in our last amuzi bush before we have to get into the horrible muck of the actual news for the week let's talk about marjorie taylor green going to bat for you guessed it white supremacists everybody's just extra double mask <laughs> off lately aren't they yeah yeah, I mean, we've we've gotten to this point where uh, the great replacement theory, which is just a right wing bullshit uh, madness thing, is now part of the Republican Party. And you can say these things. And in Georgia, uh, Marjorie Taylor Greene uh, coasted through the Republican field to her easy primary victory. And that's what blows my mind is the dark MAGA thing. It shows that if Republicans give a shit about getting you out of Congress, they can do it. They can find someone, they can find some local businessman to run against you. Then they can start hitting you with all the opposition dirt and they can, they can get you out. They can, they can run a primary to, to like kick you out. But Marjorie's just absolute clown shoes. She's a QAnon promoter. She's like, dabbling in white supremacy and that's being incredibly polite about it she's a terrible person (laughs) with an iq around room temperature and yet the republican the republican party is like yeah you can you can serve another term we're not going to put in any work to get rid of you we're not going to fight to primary you um i can i guess i'm not that i signed any agreements or said anything but i was in contact with uh marjorie's uh Republican primary opponent, I sent her a bunch, sent their, their campaign a bunch of clips of Marjorie saying Q is a patriot and all that stuff. So I did what little work I could to try to help somebody like stop something with that. But nope, none of it mattered. N- no impact at all. Marjorie just high stepping into the end zone and she's in a Republican plus five million district. I know the I know the guy that's running against her in Georgia and I wish him all the best, but I mean, I mean what is she's just following Tucker Carlson's playbook and just saying, well, she's even more so. She's taking it to the, the next extreme, saying, let's not pick on white supremacists. Tucker was saying there are no white supremacists. Uh, that was his thing. And then the great replacement theory. Uh, oh, yeah. So, yeah, they're just following the same playbook. And look where it got us. <laughs> Oh yeah, exactly. This is the mag- the magical land that is America, truly the greatest of all lands. Yeah. Well, I can't, hard, hard to think of a better segue into talking about how great our country is than that. So uh, yeah. let's go into our headlines for the week, shall we? Sounds yeah. like a plan. From the digital headlines to the digital front lines, it's cues in the news. Dateline: May twenty fifth, twenty and twenty two. 
As a group of ineffectual Texas lawmakers appears, who should storm the stage but, oh my god! Oh my god! It's been all rock! Oh, the humanity! <laughs> yeah. It's, uh, Mike sent, sent me the, the clip before we started recording. It's 45 seconds, and it is amazing. At, <laughs> at a press conference, Beto storms the stage and is just like, you all suck. You're all worthless. You're not getting anything done. And the Mike, you think it's the the uh, lieutenant governor of Texas, yeah. Dan Patrick. So I think is the one on the microphone yelling at Beto because right before uh, it happens, I think Abbott gives the mic to uh, the lieutenant governor, and that's when Beto pops into the screen, starts like yelling at them, and then the, uh, again who us, not reporters, uh, think it was. Patrick starts yelling at Beto from the stage to, like, get go away. You're trying to make this political, even though we're literally a bunch of Republicans on the stage trying to tell you what a bang-up job we did with this school shooting. And uh, eventually uh, they call him a sick son of – they call Beto a sick son of a bitch and to move – get away and you're awful yeah. and we hate you. And Beto uh, is eventually ushered away by police. And that's just how this little bit of political theater happened. And uh, to the Republican establishment of Texas, uh, go fuck yourselves. You you love the NRA. You love guns. You promote how much you love guns all the time. This is, this is, this is how this works. I mean, this is the... I mean, this happens everywhere in America because we have so many goddamn guns, but in, in particular in Texas, they love this shit. So, yeah, this is kind of the outcome that we get, and it's awful and terrible, and it's infuriating. It's just so enraging that this is, like, what we have to deal with. And now this is on a fucking weekly basis. We just did this a week ago. I mean, it's it's like, yeah, I don't, I don't have hair to pull out. I, I'm thankfully I don't. But if I did, I'd be I'd be grasping for patches of scalp to rip, uh, rip, rip it free from. It's just. Uh, yeah. It's yeah just now, that, now that our breaking news is over, it's time to finally discuss why Beto O'Rourke was so furious. And uh, let's get into our, our primary headline of the week, which is, of course, uh, yeah. the elementary school massacre in Texas. Uh, which, as of this recording, I believe it was 19 children and two adults dead. I thought it was 19 total, but it, it either way, it's the, yeah. the numbers are monstrous. It, yeah, it, yeah. Either way, it's much higher than the zero, but much higher than yeah. the zero we strive for with in, in our execution of children in their classroom or at all, really. Um, yeah. I believe I believe I'm not overstepping my bounds by saying that the our official stance as a podcast is that you should not shoot and kill anyone uh, except for maybe Nazis and certainly not children. Yeah. So no. yeah, uh, yeah. I mean, it's it's fucking like I mean, it's just impossible to conceive of how many just mass shootings we're having in the country now that everyone is climbing out of their COVID hole. It was like for a while, nobody was congregating, so nobody was doing mass shootings. And it actually felt like we lived in maybe a regular, normal, not completely fucking broken country. And now suddenly uh, pandemic status has been slightly lifted. Mass mandate is gone. People can congregate again. And who decided to come out with full force? Don't fuck losers with access to legal firearms. Let's go. 
Yeah. yeah. What's what's really wild, uh, what El just said there was literally a QAnon talking point about why COVID was a white hat operation, why the mass arrests were going to happen during COVID, where they were like, well, the deep state, all they like to do is generate mass shootings in order to throw us off the scent, to terrorize us. That's why Trump invented COVID as a cover story to lock us all down so that can't happen. And then the arrests will happen forthwith and we will see the great awakening and life will be great. And uh, that didn't happen, and they've forgotten that talking point immediately. So yeah, both that, both these two most recent shooters were eighteen year olds. Yeah, and uh, this one bought his guns on his eighteenth birthday because in America, alcohol when you're eighteen, no bueno. The ability to deal death in mass, <laughs> thumbs up. You got it. Yeah, um, and I, I don't want to dwell on like the the, the non Q specifics of this uh, too long because you know that's sort of not not our place, and I'm sure that everyone's suffering fatigue from this. But I will say that uh, what Mike Range just said there was pluralized on purpose because this chap went and bought two AR model like firearms. He just went in and legally was just like, yes, for my personal defense and or for maybe hunting, I would like two of your finest assault rifles, please. And legally was just able to procure two semi-automatic, you know, death dealing weapons. No questions asked, really. Just like, ah, yes, sir. Yeah. Here, here's your two tools for murder. Can we get you any other murder with that today? And he's just like, no, I've got that covered. So, um uh, fuck our lack of gun control in this country. Uh, fuck all conservatives for being against that. And in general, just fuck the Second Amendment. Uh, I know that like I could legally go as buy as many firearms as I want to, but at the end of the day, uh, I don't. I don't think that me rooting, tooting, shooting with an AR-15 is going to protect me from the big bad government if Joe Biden decides to drop a Predator missile into my neighborhood. So <laughs> the Second Amendment is bullshit. We don't have muskets anymore. Firearms are way more advanced. The Second Amendment is fucking nonsense. At the very least, it needs to be modified in some way because just allowing people to go out and get an unlimited amount of, you know, 15 to 30 round magazines, semi-automatic to automatic firing weapons just is absolutely crazy. Like, anyone who tells you otherwise is wrong. They're wrong. They're trying to sell you something. Yeah. Like, anyway, yeah. Uh, I digress. What does Q have to say about this massacre. I'm sure that it's not, this sucks, we're going to keep quiet. Oh, so so this is the thing. The QAnon decided to go down the most terrible road imaginable with this stuff. Uh, like So just a shooting like this, at the very least, you could hope for is all they'd say was false flag, which uh, beloved friend of the podcast, Jordan Sather, did almost immediately, jumped right onto TikTok or wherever it was, posted his like his camera like takes this horribly awkward thing where it's like his disembodied head and shoulders in front of like news backgrounds and he's just like we're getting a lot of conflicting information here so if it smells like a false flag it probably is one and if that was if that was like that's how how thinking or logic works like Right. But and if that was all they did, uh, like I could roll my eyes and we could kind of do the whole thing where it's like, this really sucks. But like this kind of thing is mainstream. It's not really the ballywick of our silly podcast. But what happened was um, 4chan and like where a lot of QAnon still dwells and exists started propagating this absolute lie that the uh, the shooter was uh, transgender and an illegal immigrant. 
And this quickly percolated up through QAnon. And I saw uh, Neon Revolt, who's a major QAnon promoter, promoting it. I saw a bunch of others doing it. Uh, then that got to, of course, uh, Infowars. And uh, I heard they were saying it. Uh, Andrew Torba, the guy who runs Gab, uh, reposted people saying this. And it eventually got to uh, Paul Gosert, uh, sitting member of Congress, posting a tweet uh, declaring that the shooter was trans and an illegal immigrant and that uh, they the, the, this, the, the shooter was, quote unquote, your kind of trash to somebody else who was arguing about this. And uh, none of this is true. The person whose photo was uh, being circulated has uh, come out and said, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm not the shooter. I'm alive. I want this debunked. This is bullshit that people are slandering me this way. And that it's just like the idea that they have to attack the outgroup, even with this, that they oh, can't. Man. I can't believe th- Infowars even touched that. Like they've already gotten sued. They're already just getting their lunch eaten with these lawsuits. Yeah, I don't think I knew that there was a photo associated with this of a person who is still alive and knows about it and is probably having their life destroyed over it. So whatever GoFundMe we need to set up to get that person, the legal counsel, they need to destroy all of these people, including Gosart in court. Like, let's let's rally behind them. <laughs> That yeah. is wild. Yeah, I, I just, uh, I just, I just pulled up the actual Ghostart tweet. It says, "We know already, fool. It's a transsexual leftist illegal alien. Uh, we've are. We, it's apparently your kind of trash and uh, attacking someone. And I once, uh, I think once a few enough blue check marks on the left found uh, Ghostart's tweet and started posting it. Uh, Ghostart deleted it. <laughs> At that point, he realized there was a little too much heat on him." for this shit and he had to take it down. So like just, just all of that, just all of the fact that these people are, are trying to ruin the lives of, of, of someone who is totally not involved in the shooting. Uh, yeah, this was, that was something that happened to Infowars. That was the other lawsuit they got hit with was they, they falsely identified the uh, Parkland shooter yeah. and that person sued Infowars and they had to like, they're either about to or had to cut a check to that person. Oh, he so, just recently passed away. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. I remember that. And uh, this kind of uh, this kind of shit, where you target someone who is not the shooter, who, as we as we know from reporting, the shooter is dead. This per- this person's alive, and now these assholes in the right wing scumosphere are trying to ruin this person's life, mostly because they're trans and they hate trans people and they want to demonize them. So it's just like like you, I can't even imagine a worse possible reaction to a shooting than oh, a uh, shooting happened. Let's blame it on someone in a marginalized community, put their face on the internet, and try to ruin their life. I mean, that's and, and it's simultaneously claim it's not a political issue. Yeah. That's another thing. That's another thing I, I love about that. Like all these people fucking pissing and moaning about how this isn't a political issue. It is definitely a political issue because some people on one side of the aisle would like to make it harder to get murder weapons, and other people on the other side of the aisle are perfectly fine with the murder weapons. And when these shootings happen, the murder weapons are at the center of it. So to try to claim that it's not a political issue is complete fucking nonsense. They're just like, it's not a political issue, and it's a false flag. 
But if it wasn't a false flag, the person who did it is definitely trans and an illegal immigrant. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> and that and that is your American conservative in a nutshell, which is why, again, uh, to you, the audience listener, I implore you, stop associating with the conservatives in your life. You, they're, they're not going to learn. You can't educate them. They won't be told. The only thing you can do, the only recourse you have is to A, vote vote Democrat or liberal, just any sort of liberal, really, but preferably <laughs> preferably a candidate that could actually win. And two, stop associating with Republicans. Make them pariahs. Tell them that they are not welcome in polite society. Fucking force them to evolve or perish, metaphorically. Yeah. Yeah, force them to force them to have consequences for their beliefs. I mean, it's just because they want they want there to be consequences for you to live your life. I mean, they they have no problem uh, supporting a political party that is all about uh, controlling women, controlling who you're allowed to marry. Uh, they they want to take your way your your uh, right to birth control away from you, and they want to allow anyone who wants to have access to a gun that can shoot a lot of bullets very quickly with a lot of uh, a lot of velocity. So they're going to do a lot of damage. Uh, that's what they, that's what they, that's what they're supporting. That is what they, like, that's what their beliefs manifest into in the real world. And that's horrifying. So, I mean, I, I hear all these also, people. Also, I hear people, I like a lot of the times when I tell people that they're just like, Oh, but then everything's just going to be a big echo chamber. And it's just like, well, I don't know about you, but the echo chamber I live in is like pro trans rights and pro, uh, you know, LGBTQIA plus just across the board and supporting people of color and like normalizing saying I love you to your friends and wanting gun control. And uh, if that is the echo chamber that I've built for myself, my echo chamber fucking rules, man. It's it's great. It's exactly what I want it to be. And if I ever want to like get outside of my comfort zone, there's this cool thing called the internet, and I can go educate myself about any issue immediately at any time. So I encourage you, build an echo chamber full of people that you like and trust that have like the liberal, hopefully, ideals that you support. And if you ever want to challenge yourself, go out and challenge yourself by just doing some research on stuff on the internet. But like i i never i never understood why people are just like echo chamber bad it's like no if if the echoes are all positive sentiment then echo chamber good like if you get a bunch of dumb fucking conservatives together their echo chamber is terrible because they're talking about how much like they hate the jews and how we should be able to kill black people again and i don't think women should vote and this stuff it's like okay well guess what that echo chamber sucks because the people that are making the noise suck Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like sometimes preaching to the choir is fine. Like, I, 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 yeah, I don't know what else to say. Like, and, was, and especially another thing about preaching to the choir that's fine is that when you preach to the choir and try to like push forward for positive change and actual like some low level of activism at the very least, I mean, if this shit's bothering you, vote vote locally vote for city ordinances vote for your mayor work at that level and build outwards from that to like whoever your governor is and beyond that and just trying to impact things in one way shape or form or another i mean however you think you can like like put your put your back into it to try to do a little positive change in the world that's a good thing and i think like 
encouraging people to do that is good. And at the very least, just having a support network, having people to talk to, having have people to deal with the crazy world that we're living in and the fact that this shit is happening. I think that's a good thing to have also. I, I just, I don't think uh, the idea that um, you should only have uh, people that like support you and, have the same energy as you around you is a good thing. You don't need to bring in the guy who's going to be like, well, look, I understand that what happened today in Texas was bad, but you can't take away my guns because reasons. It's like, no, Bob, we we don't need to hear that conversation today. No, we're not going to talk about that because. I had a friend for years and years and years from high school. And uh, he posted on the hell site Facebook that, uh, Black people would stop getting arrested so often if they stopped committing crimes. And I was just like, no, I don't need to talk to this person anymore and uh, just cut them off. Like, like, I don't need to associate with someone that gets fooled like this and or has these beliefs because they didn't come from nowhere. Uh, And it's it's depressing, but you can't. I think what we need to part of what. Mike was saying, and I think L uh, also shares, we can't give up hope. You you have to push for actual change. We have to like challenge our politicians. I mean, the, the Democrat, one of the democratic senators from Connecticut was begging on the Senate floor to just like enact any sort of measurable change. Beto O'Rourke stormed the stage and like, not everyone in Texas sucks, but boy, Ted Cruz said that, like uh every school needs an armed guard and we can't fall into that more guns does not solve the problem no matter this school, what this school say. had police officers there and the police officers quote unquote engaged with the suspect but after a firefight with the guy the, he just got into the school and the cops didn't pursue him didn't do anything well and okay so uh, i i like you know, I read a little bit into this. What happened was that the, the shooter got into a classroom and barricaded himself inside of it. And then the police, not having any way to get inside of the classroom without endangering everyone in there, began evacuating the other students from the school. And in that process, they were hearing the gunshots that were killing all of the students in that classroom until their specialized unit that could breach that room successfully got there. So there were there was an armed police force like response to this incident and they were in a situation where like yes they were there and they were a bunch of quote unquote good guys and they had a bunch of guns and what they were doing was they could not get into that classroom at least as far as I know uh from what I've read uh, during the reporting again grain of salt I'm not Early you know, a reporter or whatever but but and so instead of instead of like ineffectually trying to get into that room and possibly endangering all those students, they decided to try to save the lives they could save. And then in the process of that, they had to hear children being murdered. So like p- putting putting an armed security guard at every school is not the way. Like it's like obviously not going to work out the way they want it to. Like one or two cops with guns can't respond in a situation like this effectively it's never worked school resource officers armed officers in school have never once prevented a school shooting and we have enough now we have enough data 
that we can just definitively say this doesn't work. Like this just does not work. Yeah, yeah. I mean, just so, look at, just look at what happened at the grocery store massacre like last week or, yeah. or two weeks ago, whatever that was, because it all blends together now because we have so many mass shootings. Like that person was engaged by a security guard with a firearm and took some shots to the center of mass, but he was wearing body armor, so it didn't fucking matter. And like all those people got massacred anyway. So the good guy with a gun theory, it just doesn't work out, mate. Like that's just, it's not a deterrent. Nope. Yeah. It, it, not in the yeah. slightest. That, but that that's Ted Cruz's official line. Every school needs an armed guard. And that yeah. just sounds so dystopian and nightmarish to me. Because you're just putting men with guns in schools where they will hurt someone. And it's not going to be a school shooter. Like, yeah, what happens when you have, I, I mean, given how uh, trigger happy our police are, what happens when like, there's like a fight between like two kids in a school and then it escalates where like now like four or five kids are brawling with each other and you bring this guy with a gun into the situation trying to de-escalate it. I mean, this is America. What are the odds that guy's just going to shoot one of those students to try to stop the fight from escalating further? I mean, this- yeah. When I was in high school, like so when fights when fights would break out, the the teachers that were there to to like break that stuff up. It was typically our science department, which was which was also all of our football <laughs> coaches. Yeah, you've told me uh, that story. Like they would like in order to break the stuff up, like they would have to get in the mix and they would like take punches and stuff. So like, I don't really trust most police officers with having one or more people approach them aggressively trying to hit them or whatever without them reaching for their firearm and blowing someone away. Because I've seen enough instances of that being the police officer response to a situation to know that that's kind of how that goes down. Yeah. When all you've got is a hammer, AKA a gun, every solution, but every problem looks like a nail. And yeah. like, <laughs> it's God damn it. It's yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. It, it sucks. It, it, it's super miserable. It's awful. I mean, it's just all you can say about it. It sucks. QAnon sucks. We, we, we've sort of we've sort of just gone into an assortment of different rants about how much we we hate the the current state of our world that leads to stuff like this. And I, I feel like I feel like we've sort of been on it enough. So uh, we'll we'll put a pin in this uh, for now. I'm sure we'll have to talk about another mass shooting at some point in the future. So yeah. For those of you who want more of our sweet sweet mass shooting content, uh, don't worry, we're Americans, so you'll get more of it. Uh, but, but before I transition away, I do just want to say, for the record, fuck Joe Manchin, uh, fuck him and his stupid asshole. Uh, yeah. Okay, so let's uh, let's move on to another person that deserves uh, the sentiment of fuck them, fuck them and their stupid asshole. Our good orange friend Donald Trump, uh, who the New York Times is reporting as of today, uh, may have actually been. Very excited about his hung friend, Mike Pence. Wait a minute. Am I getting that headline wrong? Mike. Yeah. I don't think that's, I, I think I may have written it down wrong. Mike, what, what's the story about? Uh, we're, we're, we're not talking about uh, Mike Pence's uh, massive hog, much like Elon's, but actually. Um... <laughs> now, this is, this is uh, Penis Talk, our podcast within a podcast where we just Uh-oh. talk about celebrity dongs. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, we're gonna have to work on the work work on a better name for the yeah, for that. Well, but, I'll, but, L, L will get back to us. He's better at yeah. guns than I am. Yeah, yeah. So uh, apparently, while the protests were going on during one six, uh, 
Trump was talking to his staff and they were and he was like, yeah, you know, maybe like they should hang Mike Pence, um, which is uh, not a great look for uh, the president to be saying. Maybe, to I, say. how, I don't know if you saw this part, but the New York Times specified in their in their reporting, they were just like, we're not sure what tone President Trump said this in. And it's just like, what? What tone makes it appropriate? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Real quick, what tone is the acceptable one? Where, there, yeah. The New York Times cannot confirm that he played a rimshot sound effect on his cell phone after saying this, is securing that it was a joke. Uh, <laughs> what fucking tone? Like, it's the president of the United States referring to, the, like, a, a call for his vice president to be hung until he's dead. Tone seems irrelevant, mate. Maybe, <laughs> maybe that's Hell, a what? thing, I mean, but yeah, I mean, I just love this. I just sure love that's an appropriate tone. Yeah, we're just yeah, not I, sure what tone it was in. He could he could have said it in any in any yeah. tone. He could have been, he could have been laughing hysterically. He could have been really morose. Like, yeah, whatever whatever it was, Donald Trump was just like, yeah, um, because Pence didn't go along with our cockamamie belief that the. Vice President of the United States is some sort of mystical secret tyrant that can, by fiat, decree the the, ele- the outcome of an election any way they want. Uh, because he didn't buy into that, uh, yeah, maybe he should be killed. Maybe my vice president should be murdered by a violent mob. That would probably be a good outcome right now. I, I mean, yeah. I still don't like Mike Pence, but holy shit, he's coming out a lot better than Trump and every time he gets <laughs> talked about. It, it's wild. It's absolutely wild. I mean, I just, yeah, it, it's really, it's really crazy that uh, from the stories that were said at the time that Mike Pence literally went to Dan Quayle and was like, yo, bro, uh, they really want me to uh, like try to steal the election. And Dan, <laughs> and, and, and Dan Quayle told him, he's like, bro, I've been there. I've been the vice president that had to literally chair the meeting where you have to certify that you got your ass kicked in an election. Yeah. But it's all you can do. You're, that's Dan, your job. Dan Quayle choking back tears that anyone on earth even remembered who he was offered my <laughs> following advice. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> Thank you for yeah. calling me. <laughs> you're, you're the only one. Like, like, took it, like, brushed the dust off of his telephone and picked it up. It was it, with trepidation in his voice. Was just like, hello. <laughs> Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. 
Oh yeah, God. Dan, Dan Quill stunned to be talked to by anyone outside of his immediate family and friends. Like, I, I wonder I wonder if Dan Quayle, I know I know that presidents have lifetime Secret Service protection. I wonder if vice presidents do. I wonder if Dan Quayle has like one Secret Service agent who just like hangs out with him a lot. And is just like, oh, remember those Halcyon days when I was vice president? Uh, at least I have Steve hanging around with me, reminding me of those moments when I was <laughs> minorly culturally relevant and misspelled potato. But yeah, so <laughs> every, every once in a while, he he calls up Steve. He's just like, hey Steve, I haven't seen you around in like a couple of months. Is everything okay, bud? He's just like, oh, don't worry, I'm still on the details, sir. I'm just, it's it's the Secret Service, if you get what I'm meaning. Like they're just. Just, I assure you, I'm still there. And he's just like, oh, okay, you want to tuck it? Then click, man. And he's like, (laughs) (laughs) exactly, exactly. (laughs) uh, The funny part about this whole bit, and like, this is not part of the bit. As I'm saying all this stuff, I am trying to conjure an image of Dan Quayle in my mind and cannot. Do not remember what that person looks like. I remember what Dan Quayle looks like less than Bob Dole, who we dug out of mothballs last week to bust on. Uh, (laughs) Bob Dole at least got that Simpsons episode where it makes it pretty clear that now, like, I'm just like, oh, I, I at least kind of know what Simpsons Bob Dole looks like. I, I could I could not point out Dan Quill to you if you put a gun to my head. <laughs> yeah, the, 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 I, I, the, the most famous thing that Dan, Dan, besides the potato thing, the most famous thing I remember about Dan Quayle was that he was like the worst possible score you can get in, in uh, Virgins of Civilization. Like, that was like your, like, I forget who was like the absolute... I forget. I forget who was the absolute best, like Alexander the Great or maybe Julius Caesar. But like the bottom rung was like Dan Quayle. Like that. That was Sounds right. that was as that was as low as we got. And I just looked at a photo of Dan Quayle, and holy shit, is his hair horrifying? I had no idea. I really didn't. So that was like a that was like a just a shot of of, of an evil nostalgia to the brain, staring at a photo of uh, Dan Quayle gazing back at me. A lot of politicians just have have unfortunate hair. It's it's strange. Yes. Like you, you know, you're going to be a public figure. I mean, go to the salon or whatever. Figure it out. <laughs> figure it yeah. out. Look, look, yeah. Boris Johnson. I'm talking to you. I'm talking to Trump. I'm talking to Quayle. Like all three of you have similar like political clout. You're you're all the same. Boris Johnson, Donald Trump, and Dan Quayle. They're all they're the <laughs> they're the Mount Rushmore of like of political power, and they've all got dreadful hair. Like, come on, yes. guys. Yeah, it's it's not great. Uh, someone once said that uh, politics is Hollywood for ugly people, and they ain't lying. So, I mean, it's just... Oh, Madison, you were like, you were their hope. You were the pretty one. Like, <laughs> Damn right. Uh, yeah, but, you, but you, you couldn't stop filming yourself grinding and thrusting on other dudes, which is a big no-no in your political party. Exactly. And also yeah, personal political like ideal ideologies that you're like a Nazi or whatever. Anyway, so on on top of so on top of the uh, the the hanging Mike Pence thing, the New York Times has also reported that apparently uh, people have testified to the fact that uh, Mark Meadows used his office's fireplace in the White House to burn documents. Uh, so that that seems fucking illegal so uh hey uh department of justice merrick Merrick garland uh we gonna do anything to anyone come on like help us out here throw us a bone still no no damn damn it (laughs) white people always getting away with it who could have seen this coming god dag nabbit all that 
all of these old tiny non swears you could possibly use to describe the situation. That that's where we are. So yeah, just uh, the former president wished his vice president to be brutally murdered, and his chief of staff was just like rolling up documents into a ball and just chucking them into a fireplace. So great, just everything. American American the experiment of American democracy working as intended. The dream continues to live. It's it's beautiful. Yeah. Man, remember in the mid '90s when Bill Clinton got an extramarital blowjob and everybody lost their fucking minds? Yes. <laughs> oh, oh my god! Like the the worst thing ever. I remember Clinton like just like walking down a hallway or whatever, and people were, like screaming at him, "Resign, resign, you pig!" And it's like, okay, uh, man, boy, howdy. If that's if like. It, it, uh, pers- if personal failings was your benchmark for have a president having to leave <laughs> office in disgrace, uh, what would have Trump's term in office have been? Five minutes? Ten? Maybe? I mean, holy yeah, shit. C- c- considering I mean, before he got elected to president, he was bragging about sexually assaulting women, and it came out that he needed to pay off a porn star. Like, it's like <laughs> well, I, w- I want to travel back in time with this knowledge and like just like confront uh, Republicans of like 1997 with it or whatever. It just be like, this is this is your future. This is your future, and it's glossing over the GW era because like this guy even makes GW look like a good candidate by comparison. And they're gonna be like, who's GW? And it's just like eh, he's gonna get oh. us into a war with Iraq the last 100 years. Yeah. Don't worry about it. <laughs> it's gonna be it's gonna be great. It's gonna be absolutely great. <laughs> and, and, and then 20 years later, he's gonna he's gonna flub a public speaking thing where he calls his own war unprovoked or unjustified yeah. or whatever it was. Oh, wow. <laughs> that yeah, that was. Good. Yeah, that was awesome. <laughs> we probably should have put that in the amuse bouche. I forgot about that. Because yeah, I did too. Because so many awful things happened. Yeah, yeah let's just oh, say, God. like, I, 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 I really wish that somebody just had the mission accomplished banner to unfurl behind him when he made that gaffe on stage. Oh, yeah. It's just like, yeah, this un- the unjustified war in Iraq, and someone's just like, pull the, pull it, pull the rope, and they pull the rope, and then just a banner unfurls, and like, starts majestically <laughs> waving at the breeze behind him. Uh, <laughs> that yeah. perfect. We don't have oh. really anything for the the Russia Ukraine roundup uh, coming in. Not, I mean, Russia's offered it is offering really really high contracts for their soldiers because they're just suffering tremendous losses. Yeah, I mean they they claim to have taken Mariupol and they or however you pronounce that. I'm sorry if I butchered that. And uh, you know, so apparently that is quote unquote done. And uh, yeah, you know, uh, Vladimir Putin's still probably dying for blood cancer, and it's just still a bad scene. Unfortunately, it's just like not getting talked about very much in America because we suddenly have our own bad shit to talk about. Yeah. Um, but you know what we do have to talk about, which I guess could be considered bad shit based on the way it, go- it goes, is our uh, our midterm elections that are happening. Uh, so here's 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 Mr. Mike Rains with our midterm roundup. So uh, our beautiful uh, our beautiful God Emperor Donald Trump, uh, he decided that um, he was going to try to throw his weight around and uh, let everybody know who to vote for in uh, these primary elections. And his main enemies in these primaries were um, the Georgia uh, governor, Brian Kemp, and uh, the Georgia secretary of state, uh, Brad Raffensperger, who um, were famously the two guys who are Republican shitheads who've done everything they can to rig their own elections. But uh, when it turned out that Biden somehow got more votes than Trump in spite of all of their best efforts to rig it, 
uh, they said, you know what, Donald? Uh, you lost. Uh, them's the breaks. So uh, eat shit, Donnie. And by the way, Georgia's not enough, Georgia's not enough, is not enough electoral votes to flip this thing. So we're not sticking our necks out for you in a meaningless uh, protest of you losing. So go to hell. So uh, Trump endorsed um, candidates against both of these men to defeat them. Uh, during the day uh, on Truth Social, uh, Trump made a post about how the uh, Georgia Georgia elections uh, seemed to be generating a lot of buzz and getting a lot of people out to vote, and that maybe this high turnout would be a good sign for him. Uh, it wasn't. Uh, Kemp <laughs> won by roughly a million points over David Perdue. Uh, David Perdue, who has decided to uh, end his political career in the absolutely most shameful, horrible way possible, uh, in a debate in a debate against Brian Kemp, uh, he de- uh, Perdue declared that the 2020 election had been stolen. Uh, he was basically backing all of Trump's baseless conspiracy theories. Um, Recently, right before everyone went to the polls, uh, Purdue uh, said that Stacey Abrams, if she didn't like what was going on in America and Georgia, she, she should, quote, go back where you came from, which is an incredibly <laughs> racist thing to say, an incredibly racist thing to say about a black person. So go fuck yourself, David Purdue, and you deserve to get smashed in this primary, you piece of shit. So, yeah, that guy uh, really went out in a blaze of glory and... um the Secretary of State, uh, again, Raffensperger was the guy that Trump called on the phone and was like, hey, buddy, can you find me uh, enough votes so I can win this election by one vote? That won't seem sus. Uh, that, uh, the, the hope, the only hope they had for that election was that in, in Georgia, as uh, we learned from uh, 2020, you got to get over 50% in order to win. You can't have one of those third party situations where like you get 40 and then the other two guys get the remaining 60%, but they split it up enough that you win with the 40 and that's it. In Georgia, you got to get a majority to get the W and there was hope in the uh, Trump QAnon camps that uh, at least Raffensperger could be pulled down into a runoff with the Trump approved uh, opposition candidate, but that didn't happen. Raffensperger got uh, over 51% of the vote. So he's going to be free and clear and is on his way to the general election. So in the two big battles of the night, uh, Trump batted a uh, crisp over two. So uh, take that Donnie two scoops. You uh, failed kingmaker <laughs> in the Republican party. You Although he does get the, Good he does get the brag that, he did, yeah, he does get to brag that Herschel Walker, who had almost no opposition in the Republican primary, uh, cruised to a Republican uh, primary win. Uh, he dear, also gets to uh, brag about being the uh, man behind the curtain that is uh, propping up Oz. You see what I did there? Oh, oh, God. Uh, so uh, Trump... Trump is so happy that it appears that Dr. Oz is going to win the uh, the uh, Pennsylvania Senate Republican primary, which, again, is something that fur- infuriates QAnon because Dr. Oz has said nice things about trans people and has hung out with celebrities, which makes Oz an absolute monster. Yeah. Tr- yeah. Trump. 
Trump actually had a post on Truth where he was explaining that uh, his endorsement of Oz came a little late into the game when Georgia early voting had already started. But uh, at least his uh, endorsement came in enough to tip the scales to give Oz what will hopefully be the W in the near future. But uh, if Trump had got off his button and endorsed Oz a month or two earlier, Oz would have cruised to victory because that's the power of the Trump endorsement. It just literally sends you into office on a golden ticket. I just I just love that Trump was just so sensitive that Oz uh, apparently isn't going to win by big enough of uh, a margin that he has to be like, hey, now the reason why Oz isn't winning big is because uh, I endorsed late. If I had endorsed earlier, massive victory, landslide. You have yeah. no idea. Unstoppable. And, uh, Yep. And uh, right now, the Republicans in Pennsylvania are currently having a big uh, shouting match, a big to do, because uh, McCormick, the guy who's like trailing Oz by like maybe a thousand or two thousand votes at this point, McCormick is pretty adamant that we better make sure every mail in vote gets counted. And, uh, you know, Republicans and mail in voting, not the best of friends. <laughs> so, uh, it, yeah, it's. Uh, yeah, it's super, super hilarious what's going on right now in Pennsylvania as uh, McCormick is looking under any every sofa cushion, checking under every large rock for a properly postmarked ballots that might be his. So, yeah, it's uh it's a it's a wild ride. Uh, it does appear that Oz is going to win this thing, but uh, time will tell because, again, the margin is incredibly thin. Yeah, incredibly thin. Well, fun times. Uh, we, we've sp- spent a lot of time talking about uh, our, our horrible country. Uh, so let's get into our wonderful mailbag. That sounds like a much better thing to do. Our listeners got questions. We got answers. It's time for Q and A. So uh, Cleodora Silvestri uh, pours kerosene on the NFTs, uh, says, uh, if Hellworld were an anime, what would each of your powers and secret forbidden technique you would eventually be forced to use to defeat your nemesis? Oh, um, well, what kind of anime are we doing? Like a Mecca or are we Jojo style? Or are we a Shonen? Um, uh, maybe, uh, Oh God, I can't remember the name of it. Maybe it's, maybe it's like that. What were all those, uh, video game manga characters start coming into the real world? Oh, so it's, it's um, a mishmash. You just get whatever anime powers you want. Yeah, maybe it's recreators, and you just get to you just get to YOLO whatever anime trope ass power you want into it. Okay. I feel like with the with the amount of joking I've done about it, my my power would have to inevitably be uh, the selling out. Like I would like like at some point, like I would be in the middle of a fight, and it would be like going against me, and I would just like you know at some point I would just be counting down, and then I would get to zero, and my opponent would just be like. Oh, so what's that mean? And I'm just like, that was when the sell out and all ran out. And yeah. I'm just like, Gah! and then I just suddenly become uber Republican and super powerful. <laughs> I, 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 I produce an unlimited amount of AR-15s and just start blasting away. Uh, your ability, to, your, your your ability to oppress, oppress people increases tenfold. You just become all every, every bad thing in America manifests in L's glorious powers. It's it'd be a sight to behold. Um, I've been making a lot of jokes about uh looking at celebrity dong. So, um, <laughs> oh dear God, no! 
I don't know. So, so Sarge's power is that his first his jaw unhinges. Gate, gates of <laughs> uh, gates of Dongalon, and it just summon infinite celebrity dongs, and everyone has to look at him. Oh, uh, that's it, the... it describe them. Yeah, <laughs> it's, it's, describe it's them like... in detail. It's like a, it's like the original Yu-Gi-Oh uh, manga where it just turns into some sort of like death game where you're just like, okay, I just, I just, I just showed you a picture of three dongs. Describe them, and if you can't, you die. <laughs> it's just like oh. what? Inevitably, somebody's gonna slip not themselves and just be like, that doesn't work. I'm not gonna play your game. I'm gonna describe your dongs, and then they try to just walk away, and their head explodes or whatever. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh. I have no idea what my secret power would be. I am like just because I'm just such a I don't know like just kind of useless trivia knowing moron that spends way too much time in this cesspool. I guess my superpower would be what they say on the internet, where I like touch grass and become like a normal human being again. A- <laughs> Maybe that would be that the is dream. The meme. That is the oh, your, 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 your superpower is when you take your, your socks and shoes off and just like let the energy of Mother Earth pour into your body. Yes. Yeah. I, I, like, I, oh. I, believe, I believe in anime parlance, they would call that going super Caucasian. <laughs> oh my God, he's going super Caucasian level three. And your, your hair becomes, becomes gold and just bobs itself into a Karen hairstyle. Oh, God, that'd be perfect. Oh, Suddenly man. you're demanding to speak to managers. Yes, oh, it's, it's all happening. It's all happening. That'd be so beautiful. Um, we have some uh, inter-staff uh, uh, happenings here because uh, Frosty Vo uh, or Vo Uh-oh. Frosty sent us a, a, a letter saying, uh, "Any buzz uh, to the Penerverate? The Michael Myers? Oh, the the Pentaverate, uh, another word yeah, yeah. that apparently. Hey, uh, but, but between uh, between Cleodora Silvestri uh, sending us a question and Frosty asking about the Pentaverate, uh, Mike Reigns' mouth is really getting to work out. It is <laughs> absolutely. Uh, it says uh, they must have loved the name drop. Uh, it, it that really came and went for them because they, in a lot of ways, they don't know how to handle positive media or like things that like react to them as being part of quote unquote the mainstream because they can't handle that they have to be hated and reviled by everybody at all times i mean i know alex i know alex jones had a big sulk about it because that was just it was just not cool and michael myers was giving him a sad by making fun of him and uh but as for actual QAnon people just they they really didn't take well to it. I didn't see a lot of like I thought inside job would have more uh cachet with them, but one thing I've always said about QAnon is that ridicule is their kryptonite. They just can't stand it when they're not taken seriously by right. anybody. So when you show them in a kind of like silly light where, where, where like they love being talked about as like this dangerous conspiracy theory on the internet. Cause that makes them sound powerful and like intimidating and interesting. But when you just like, like give them the razzle dazzle and just like, like just boop them on the nose, then, then they get very upset or they just have to ignore you. Cause they, they don't know how to react to that. It's something that is just incredibly powerful to defeat what they want to perceive themselves. Casually being made fun of. 
I will say yeah, oh, that yeah. the, the, we're going to need to put Pentaveret on uh, the poll that we do for uh, the next like piece of pop culture media that has anything to do with QAnon uh, for our, for whenever we decide to do our next big uh, uh, Patreon subscriber push. Um, it, 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 therefore, locking ourselves into having to watch some awful movie that has something to do with QAnon, uh, Pentaveret <laughs> will have to be on that list, I guess. <laughs> yeah. that, that, that is the only way you're going to get me to watch a Mike Myers movie in the year of oh, 20 yeah. and 22. Are you fucking kidding me? Like, who decided to drag <laughs> yeah. that guy out of mothballs? Austin Powers came out in like 1997. Dude, it's been like 25 years. That guy doesn't get to be famous anymore. His last good movie was like two decades ago. You shut up. Those can't <laughs> have aged well. They cannot have possibly aged well. I, I saw the first one less than 10 years ago, and I still got some good laughs out of it. I mean, I like... You know, as far as I know, the first Austin Powers movie is just like genuinely pretty funny. It's got some stuff that doesn't age well in it, but show me a movie from 25 years ago that doesn't. I mean, holy shit. Yeah. <laughs> like our society, like culturally, aside from conservatives, is just like advancing at such a rapid pace that uh, in any media from anywhere near our childhood that we look at, it's just like, oh, that was like pretty good, but. That one part, eh, I don't know. <laughs> Yeah. Like, like like super bad that that movie like still has a bunch of funny jokes and a lot of good performances in it and all that but it's just like at the end of the day that movie's about two guys in their heroic quest to date rape some people in it like isn't the whole point of that movie is that they're like we're gonna get girls drunk enough to fuck us it's like okay well is that the I don't, joke i like, mean that's I, it's it's not the joke it's the premise of the movie like jonah hill's character literally says as much He's just like, nobody will fuck guys like us. We need to be the ones to bring liquor to this party so they will get drunk enough to have sex with us. <laughs> Granted, not, neither of them actually go through with it, but like the whole, like at the very, like the, the very top level plan is date rape some girls. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That might be, yeah, that might be a bridge too far nowadays. Just a, just a touch. Um, yeah, how about Tropic so, Thunder? Remember when that movie came out? Robert Downey Jr. was a blackface for the whole thing. That's pretty good. <laughs> yeah, still yeah. A, an actually funny movie. But like, like one of the character, like one of the character's whole gimmick is that his career was ruined when he made a movie where he would full R word, and that's yeah. like a big joke. So it's waka like, waka. Okay. And, you, and you have Robert Downey Jr. saying that, and he's in blackface. So I'm pretty sure you don't make that movie these days. I think I think 2008 <laughs> or whatever it came out was like probably the last year you could do that. <laughs> Yeah, that I've the the discussion I've seen on the internet about Tropic Thunder is my god, it is a rabbit hole that never goes away because there are people who are saying that like because the way they did the blackface was this meta joke on this level made it okay and it would still work now versus no fucking way that wouldn't happen. I don't it's, know. Yeah, it's, it, 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 it's like it's just something. It's like you know what? Why can't we just let Tropic Thunder be Tropic Thunder? Must we try to bring it into the current day? I mean, let's just let a piece of art be a piece of art. Let's just calm down, everybody. I'm just gonna so, I'm just gonna fall back on on my perpetual force field to remove myself from situations like this and just be like, it is not my place to say if that's offensive. I'm white. I am. I, I. I. Blackface does not affect me personally in any way. So if it if it somebody who it does affect is just like this is offensive, then it is offensive. If somebody hears the the jokes about the the development of the disabled and they think it is offensive then it is offensive like that is just the way like it's it is not my place to try to tell people it's not offensive for this reason right exactly 
I I don't know why, but that just reminded me of uh, someone went to a uh, a Halloween. It, was, it may have been it may have been a spirit, but there was basically they had all these uh, like. Uh, graphics for like face paint and like in all of them it's a white guy and his face is blue and then his face is yellow and then his face is orange and they get to the one where the they're using black face paint and they actually just drew a lightning bolt down the middle of his face to just to show you the black face paint and it was just like good idea good call because yeah i mean at least that means that somebody is paying attention yeah. right like right like at, the, at the very right. least somebody at some point you figure that they were probably like going to just do like okay now we're gonna roll this blackface paint all over you and somebody was just like that is a bad idea like that is not going to work we yeah. need to do something different give our boy like a give him like a bowie style lightning bolt or whatever <laughs> like do, yeah. do not paint this man's face all black yes that, like, that oh, no, be- no we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna highlight our blackface paint by rolling your face in the, in the blackface paint and then we're gonna highlight our deep red lipstick by putting that on you as well and then whoever, whoever whoever was trying to do that move is escorted out of the building and summarily fired because yes. that's very bad. Yes. Oh, oh, remember the ringer? Johnny Knoxville? Uh, yes, vaguely. I, I, I mean, I do remember it. And I, God, I wish I didn't because, you know, I like Johnny Knoxville well enough. Yeah. But all of his movies are bad. All of his non-Jackass movies are just terrible. So, like... He's one of those guys who I like despite like he's like Ryan Reynolds before Ryan Reynolds was in Deadpool. It was a guy that I liked despite the fact he was never in a single good movie. Yeah. Remember Shallow Hal? That was a good one. Oh yeah. Oh. Yeah. Uh, yeah, <laughs> we were just talking about bad movies that didn't age well. Yeah. Okay. Well, yeah. well we should we should pull ourselves out of this rabbit hole because we've got more listening yeah. questions to answer. I can yes. talk about terrible movies all day. Yes. Okay. So, uh, confidently befuddled asks, uh, how many tunnel tunnel tots could you take in a fight? What? Um, so, for those of you who don't know what a tunnel tot is, uh, this was one of the endless um, nonsensical things in QAnon was that uh, children are being trapped and held captive in what's called a deep underground military base or dumb, and that uh, these military bases are being destroyed and that these children are being brought to the surface uh, for the first time. They're basically like mole children who've been trapped underground their whole lives. This was all, this was also a thing that was being uh, used as a uh, context for the quote unquote white hat COVID that I talked about earlier in the podcast that like we were, we were going to be seeing all these uh, children liberated from these uh, military bases uh, coming up, coming to the surface very soon. And uh, so at, at some point uh, we called them mole children. And then someone else said that that was offensive and they should be referred to as tunnel tots. And so this, this question is, is how many of these children that had been crapped underground for their whole lives could we realistically take in a brawl, uh, one of us versus uh, many of the small children? But well, uh, uh, Under normal circumstances, perfectly happy to engage with this question. But given the context of this week, we are going to move on from this question. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. So the answer to this question is pass. <laughs> Uh, I'm not saying that you did anything wrong. Question asker. And again, under normal circumstances, I would be happy to discuss this with you, but it just seems like it would be incredibely poor taste to talk about fighting (laughs) fighting children right now. So we're going to go ahead and pass on this one. Yeah. 
so uh, Pancake Peasant uh, says, if Elon gives a Hellworld L $1 million and hires him as his court jester, can I be L's court jester? Salacious crumb, salacious crumb impressions included. Double, uh, doubling up on the gesture. <laughs> I mean, I yes. guess, I guess if it comes, if it's coming out of Elon's pocket, then yeah, I'll t- I'll take a staff. I'll t- like I'll, I'll happily, I'll have a, I'll have a whole court of jesters, and then we could just we could just prance and caper and make sure that Elon and his disfigured penis look uh, l- l- are very happy. <laughs> yeah. Uh, also, where's hey. my one million dollars, Elon? If you want me to start uh, stop talking about your mangled peen, you're gonna need to deposit. <laughs> yeah. You're gonna need to give me one million United States dollars. That's the going rate for me to stop talking about your allegedly horribly deformed penis. Yeah, uh, like- yeah, yeah. Once that million dollars arrives in L's bank account, L will start using positive adjectives to describe your peen <laughs> instead of the horrifying adjectives he's currently using. So, yeah, instead of describing. Uh, instead of describing it as looking like a monster out of the movie The Thing, uh, <laughs> I, I will go ahead and start describing it as being luscious and luxurious. <laughs> uh, absolutely. Absolutely. I, I will describe uh, it like that drag queen described uh, Jared Leto's penis as being massive and with a head on it like a Praetorian helmet. Ah. <laughs> uh. Well, yeah, we we will we'll, yeah. The once that million dollars is there, uh, I mean, I'll I'll still be like Spice working for free because Elon hasn't given me the million. But we will workshop it. We will workshop out p- possibly the best possible way to describe Elon's now good dong in this situation instead of the currently evil dong that it is right now. Because uh, yeah. again, apparently it's identifiable for not its largeness. Question mark. Is it's just distinctive. It? I mean, I guess distinctive doesn't necessarily, doesn't necessarily have to be horrifying. I guess it could just have like a mustache shaped or, like a U-turn sign. Yeah. It, yeah. It could have, it could have a big bend in it that goes all the way, all the way to the back. It could, <laughs> it, it could look like a basketball hoop. that's where he got the idea of the hyperloop from he was just like oh shit this is now you know it's actually three-pronged it looks like Ghidorah he's 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 got monster zero for a peen (laughs) oh man man uh thanks Elon for giving us so much material this week in in these darkest times you get you came through for us with your bizarre penis Once again, the 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 pee talk will change its texture and tone for the price of one million United States dollars. That's it. We're we're easy. We're very easy. Uh, so, uh, Reverend Xenofact asks, uh, "What current edition D and D classes would the following Q figures be? Uh, Donald Trump, Michael Flynn, uh, Ron Watkins, and then he names three uh, schmucky internet guys that you guys don't know. And I would lump them all in as NPCs that like are useless. So fuck those guys." But um, okay. Well, Donald would... Don, Donald Trump, uh, a high charisma score, uh, relative to all of his other stuff, because that's sort of all he's got going for him is his ability to to hoodwink uh, st- stupid people. Uh, so uh, high charisma score, low constitution, probably low strength and low dexterity, and somehow low intelligence and wisdom. I mean, so let's say, let, let's say that he's just got a high charisma, and then because it's 5th edition D&D, you can't really dump anything too badly, so he's just got, like, midland scores and the rest. Uh, that sounds like a bard to me, uh, because all he does is incite other people to, to, to better levels of violence uh, while doing nothing himself, which is sort of the, the bard's whole deal. Uh, Ron Watkins, also high charisma score, but completely useless... 
or no, not high charisma score, look, incredibly low charisma score, uh, completely useless. Uh, so let's just say dumped charisma, not useful doing anything. Sounds like a monk in fifth edition D and D, uh, because they're 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 super multi attribute dependent, which means that they can't afford to have anything in their charisma. Um, but you know that would be giving Ron Watkins too much credit because that would mean that he would have high other scores. Michael yeah. <laughs> Flynn, I don't really know enough about the guy. He just seems like he'd probably be a fighter because they're just sort of bland, uh, but not completely worthless like a monk is. So I'll just say fighter for Michael Flynn because it's it's boring and so is he. Nice. I think this is fair. Nice. I, I, I do like the idea of Donald Trump as basically like the kind of modern day version of a bard where he just like yells like he has like kind of incantations that are his songs like lock her up and build the wall and all these things so he just yells these dumb platitudes into a crowd and the crowd just receives various buffs based on their misogyny or xenophobia or homophobia it's like whatever whatever form of bigotry hits you to augment your powers in that way that's what trump can do on your behalf it, it is my sincerest hope that somebody hears this and they get all all bothered that I, I dared to call the monk class in 5th edition useless and or worthless. <laughs> and and I, I want that person to try to engage with me on Twitter because I, I, I've i been playing 5th edition D&D since it was a playtest and I would be happy to tell you the ways that it's wrong. It's like, do you want to be... Wor- <laughs> Do you want to be worse at everything? That like, do you want to be a worse martial class than even like a barbarian or heaven forbid, even the fighter? And do you want to have like crappy spell like abilities that are worse than all the spellcasting classes? Do you also want to be multi attribute dependent? Well, then, boy howdy, I've got a class for you. Oh, do you also want to not be able to take advantage of cool treasure when it drops because you're supposed to be fighting stuff with your fists and not wearing armor? Well, then. But woohoo, I've woo monk is your class, buddy. <laughs> you're, you're you're in luck. It's just like ah, then you, then you open the treasure chest, and inside of it is uh like a like some plus one like plate mail, and you know you've got like a like a plus two long bow, and you're just like, well, I'm a monk, so I'm just gonna I'll go into the other room while you guys like splash <laughs> around in this treasure pile like Scrooge McDuck. Yeah. I'm like, cry cry quietly to myself. <laughs> Don't worry though, when I hit six level, my fists are treated as if though they're magic weapons for the purposes of overcoming damage resistance, so I can finally punch ghosts. Meanwhile, your fighter's just like, I found this sword three levels ago that let me do that. Okay. <laughs> I, do, I do like punching ghosts. Yeah. The, the fighter's just like, you, you mean like my sword ghost slayer that we've had since like six months ago? It's like, fuck you. God damn it. Uh, and finally, a question that's absolutely only for me uh, from, uh, from Patsy or Paste. Uh, I'm sure they'll correct whichever way they say that. Uh, what are your thoughts on Phil... Uh, Godlewski, he claims to be the real Snowden, wrote some Q drops with his streams, brings QAnon to the next step by letting, letting people decode him live. It's crazy, but QAnon needs a daily rush, and he gives them those sweet adrenaline. Uh, Phil is a weird, like, remora in a lot of ways. I remember when uh, there was, like, all the big fighting between Lynn Wood and Michael Flynn that Phil was out there saying stuff like, now, now, everybody, this has to be kayfabe. There's no way that uh, Flynn and Lynn Wood actually hate each other because we're all patriots and we're all on the same team. And it's like, Phil, guess what? Everyone's a grifter. They're all out here to make a buck. No one's on anyone's team. They all hate each other. 
And uh, Phil has been beaten up by Jordan Sather and other people and we, the media, for being a Nasira Jasira promoter and an unserious idiot. So I think the main takeaway I have about Phil is that when it comes to like the high, like the the thought leaders, like the big time movers and shakers inside QAnon, they really don't see him as a big deal. They see him as basically kind of like a sideshow clown. So if that's the shtick he's doing, because I've never actually watched any of his videos or anything, I mean, good on him for having an audience. But I mean, if that audience dips their toe into any other sphere of the QAnon world, they're they're not going to be hearing good things about Phil. Let's just put it that way. Phil is uh, persona non grata when it comes to the hoity-toities. I don't know that he's getting invited to any of the conferences by QAnon John or anyone. So, yeah, take that, Phil. You're you're a C-lister in QAnon, and it takes work to suck that bad. Wow. Ouch. Yeah. Savage. Yeah. So, yeah. So that's uh, that's Phil and that's the mailbag for this week, which brings us to our question to end every mailbag, which is, what are you guys looking forward to? I actually thought about this beforehand for like the first time ever. Uh, Wednesday is the day my current uh, this season favorite anime updates. It's about the crazy underworld golf betting mafia with a giant uh, underground golf course that... Uh, shifts and changes so they can make new holes at a whim and like every dumb anime uh like this everything focuses around golf in this world everybody loves golf way too much any sports anime or vice versa uh they'll love uh something way too much and all conflicts can be settled with it like uh food wars every conflict is settled with uh cooking everything is settled with golf betting in this world and uh, I love it so much. It's very dumb. And, uh, <laughs> I, I love, I love how, Wednesday. like, of course, because they're anime, all of those sports uh, sports shows are, like, very Japan-centric yeah. when it's, it should be clear to anyone watching it, including presumably the Japanese. <laughs> and it's just like, and then we're going to go to the American tournament. And it's just like, oh, you don't want to do that. D- you, no, you don't. No, don't do that. That's, no, that's bad. Uh, <laughs> with so in iShield twenty one, which is the manga slash anime about American football, this Japanese high school team at one point plays uh a American high school team uh football team, and their goal in that is very realistic. They just want to lose by only one touchdown. And I was like, that is very fair. Uh, See, I mean that—that's more realistic than a lot of them. I remember watching uh, Kuroko no Basket, also known as uh, Kuroko's Basketball, and uh, yeah, and that one they're just like, oh my god, the generation of miracles! What an incre- incredible high school basketball players in Japan! And oh yeah, they could end up just like, bro, like whatever happens when they encounter like an American high school basketball team, and it's just like, <laughs> hi, hi, my superpower is I'm seven feet tall. You are one. You are one of the tallest people in Japan, and you are six three. I am seven feet tall, and here are my here are my teammates. They are all also seven feet tall. Uh, I do like in that that one of their best players is uh, because he trained in America. So you know, credit a little credit to them there. Yeah, for for, for street ball. I mean, I street get it. Ball. Like it, like yeah. the, it's it's media made by Japanese people for Japanese consumption. So of course it's gonna like the same way that like all of our all, all of our stuff is for our consumption. So it's like America a number one. But I feel like in the in the world of professional sports, it, like especially when it comes to like 
basketball or whatever. It's like, yeah, we we are the best. And part of that is because we just have the money to take the people from other countries that are the best in their country and just make them American <laughs> players. It's like you you play for the NBA now because it's like it's the same thing with like hockey or whatever, because all of our all of our all of our best hockey players have like incredibly Polish names or whatever that you couldn't pronounce on your best day. And uh, it's just because we have the money to make them American players. Right. So, it's like, yeah, like all, all, all these sports, uh, if you want your, you want the big bucks, you have to come to America. The only sport where you don't have to be in America to make the big bucks is soccer. So it's like when an American gets signed by like a big, like European soccer club, it's like, Ooh, shit. An American actually made it. They got to leave America for soccer. And every other sport is basically the opposite of that, where it's like, Oh, you're like a really good basketball player in South America. Guess what? You gotta go to America to prove it i mean yeah it's just the name. All, the, all the best baseball players in japan uh if they can get get over here get over here read yeah, right, they're, exactly they're, their actual dream is to be good enough at baseball in japan where they can come be good or okay at baseball in america i'll give right. them credit the ones that get over here are very very good oh so, yeah, yeah. All, all of these athletes that manage to make it to america from their home country are exceptional i mean that's that's why but it's just i just always really love the idea that like, like especially kuroko no basket because i watch so much of it and they're just like oh yeah we're very we're the generation of miracles we're the greatest basketball players in high school ever and it's just like bro you're in japan like what are you on about <laughs> yeah <laughs> I mean, but it's, yeah, it's, this is just how it works. And now we have a situation where in America, the best baseball player might be Shohei Otani, who's from Japan, and the best yep. basketball player might be Giannis Antetokounmpo, who's from Greece. So it's just, hey, if you're really good, you got to come to America for this shit. It's just how it works. Uh, and the, and the, but they, they also do that sometimes that uh, there was a, there was a Japanese anime called Gate. Which was a, a about like a gate opens up to to a fantasy world in in Japan, and it becomes like a like a big political thing. So at one point, like American special forces are sent in to do a thing, and they easily get mopped up by the Japanese special defense force. And I'm just like, hmm. I mean, I hope this makes you feel feel good. Like, I mean, this media is for you by you, so I hope this makes you feel good. Uh, but all of that was just as fantastical as the orcs and shit. Like, I'm, I'm not gonna lie, we train you. Our special forces come over and train yours. You buy our military equipment. Uh, Nothing ever makes me as patriotic as watching like media from other countries, like like daring to not give America credit. I'm just like because <laughs> as we've gone over many times in this episode, I'm not a huge fan of the country that I'm from slash live in. But every once in a while, something will weirdly start tickling my patriotism sense, and I'll just think like, that would never happen. America's so good, hoorah! <laughs> me and me and Elle watched an incredibly dumb anime at one point where there were anime girl versions of famous warships from out history, usually from World War II, and these aliens were roughing up the anime girls, and they were like some Japanese warships, and then they were like, oh shit, it's the Enterprise, and I remember me and Elle both were like, you're a big fucking trouble, that is an American warship, like, let's go. Let's go right now. <laughs> yeah, we, we, we unfurled our American flag yeah. and started waving them. I, I remember we, we had this conversation, too. We both sort of realized yeah. what we were doing. And we we're just like, why are we so fucking weirdly patriotic about this dumb shit? For, yeah, for this anime girl. So, El, I guess you're excited for anime as well. 
uh, where you're uh, looking forward to. Oh, yeah, sorry. I got distracted, as I want to do, by talking about dumb pop culture stuff. Uh, I am actually, you know, uh, the, the person who asked the D&D-related question is uh, pretty pretty on the money, because tomorrow night is the second session of the new D&D campaign that I'm in. And the first session, you know, had some hiccups, because it's the first session, we're doing it all digitally. But it was also a lot of fun. So uh, I'm excited to get a second session of that under my belt. Uh, all of the players are really going for it. We have different... We're, we're all doing different weird accents that are probably offensive to the people from the countries there are, but they're all white people accents. So I don't think we're really offending anybody. Um, but yeah, it's great. Uh, and I just love D and D. So that is what I am excited for. Mike, how about you, bud? What are you excited for this week? Uh, I'm excited for the fact that uh, we, I hopefully will have a little more basketball to root for. The Boston Celtics are continuing to uh, make a meal of this series against the Miami heat that I don't think are that great. And the Celtics should be able to defeat them, but uh, who knows? Who knows how it's going to go? Uh, on top of that, uh, hopefully uh, I will be able to order uh, a new mattress because that would be an awesome thing to have a nice, comfy, comfortable bed to sleep in because uh, I do love me some sleep. So uh, those two things, uh, plus the fact that uh, now that I'm doing more uh, like managerial work at my uh, my day job, I get to walk a lot, which is probably really healthy for me because as QAnon has pointed out, I'm a husky dude that's a bit overweight. And, and yeah, porker and politics, <laughs> fat guy. So uh, it's like, kind of nice to look at my uh, like step tracker at the end of the night and be like, holy shit, I walked eight miles today. That's probably a good thing. So yeah, so like those are the kinds of things that are currently on my uh, plate of uh, things that I'm happy about. In in QAnon's defense, Porker and politics is a pretty funny burn against you. I'm not gonna yeah. lie. Oh, I have been sizzled like so much pork. Absolutely, <laughs> that'd be that's, great. That's I mean, one of our hey, future T-shirts for sure. If if, if they if they want a if they want a free one for me because I'm also overweight, they can call me the mysterious LBS. That'd be great. Oh uh, no. Uh, and on, uh, on, on that hilarious uh, free joke for QAnon people, it is time for us to uh, go underground to the secret watery catacombs underneath Hellworld and get on a gondola. And who is who is very our gondola? It's Elon Musk's horrible peen. And he is going to ferry us away from this horrible place for the week. So thank you, listeners, so much for supporting the show. If you'd like to continue to support the show, the freest way to do it is to simply tell a friend or anyone you think might be interested in hearing us three jerks talk about the QAnon phenomenon uh, or if you feel so inclined you can go ahead and give us a five-star review on whatever podcast platform we happen to get the show through uh, it actually really helps us by massaging the algo if you have some money and you'd like to give it to us we would be happy to accept it more than happy in fact especially if you're Elon Musk and you'd like to give me one million United States dollars but even if you're not Elon Musk you can give us some amount of your United States dollars by visiting us at patreon.com slash poker politics where for five dollars a month five dollars a month or more you can get access to 40-plus hours of bonus content, including series such as Cabalin and what we do out of Shadows, and the most recent series where we talk about 2,000 Mules, Mules Errand. So if you'd like a bunch of bonus content, including a bunch of other series I don't have the time to mention, $5 or, or more a month at patreon.com slash pokerpolitics will unlock all of that sweet, sweet content. And we'd like to welcome this week's slate of beautifuler babies to the fold, and that would be KJ Warner Rockus, which is a cool name, and Flaptical Fish, who is a returning Beautifleur baby. And uh, I, I don't know. I mean, they, they left and then they came back. And I'm not sure why, because Lord knows the content hasn't gotten any better. Love, love uh, to see you back. Thanks for coming back. Yeah, I mean, we do appreciate you coming back. I'm just saying that, like, you know, the show is kind of the same as it was when you left. So I, 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 
Maybe, maybe it's all that hot mules content, but whatever it is, we, we, you love to see it. Uh, so join us, uh, join us and all of our beautiful babies at patreon.com slash poker politics. Or if you have some money and you don't want to give it to us, we totally understand. You can do some good with it by donating it to love146.org, an organization whose vision is the end of child trafficking and exploitation. Or as we've been recommending for the past three months, you can go ahead and donate to whatever pro-Ukraine charity uh, you think it will do the most good and make you feel the best about helping them in their defense against Russian aggression. Thank you, as always, to DJ Minimal Effort for the use of our intro song. Still no social media for DJ Minimal Effort, so this shout-out is all you get. Uh, Frosty, our voiceover artist friend who has provided our bumps and our content warning, the voice of Q whenever we need it, etc. It also asked us a question this week, so thank you, Frosty. Uh, can be found on Twitter at FrostyVO if you'd like to go give them a shout and tell them that you think that their sultry voice is pretty cool. Normally, this is where I promote the side podcast that Sarge and I did, but Binge Wordy is unfortunately on hiatus at the moment. It will return at some point, probably as a monthly pod, talking about some more niche topics. Uh, so if you'd like to be around and be notified when that happens, you can find us on Twitter at BingeWordy. That's B-I-N-G-E-W-R-D-Y. I actually just posted the notes I had taken for our Dirty Dancing episode that we never ended up getting in the can because our lives got all turned upside down. And uh, those notes I thought were pretty funny. So for another successful episode of the Adventures at Hellworld podcast, I have been one of your hosts, Hellworld L, joined by my co-host, Hellworld Sarge, and our expert in all things QAnon crazy, Mr. Mike Rains. Good speed, patriots! Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more and is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. If you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. Use the Stamps.com mobile app to mail everything you need to keep your business running with up to 89% off USPS and UPS. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Use code PROGRAM for a special offer. That's Stamps.com, code PROGRAM.